Welcome to Life Lessons at the Craft Desk, a laid-back show where we explore life's greatest mysteries, tell silly stories, and chat about everything in between. Each week, I'm joined by a new guest to take a breather and surrender to our creative minds. This is not a show about artistic ability, rather an opportunity to let go of the stressors of adult life. Thanks for listening. This is Life Lessons at the Craft Desk with me, Bridget Grojean. Our guest today is a lover of many things, including and not limited to music, the music industry, donuts, and other fun foods. It's Jared McBride. Hi, guys. Today, we're going to be doing a craft that is actually revolving around the two interests that I mentioned, which is donuts and music. So we're going to be making donuts out of paper or these plates, or we're going to trace them and just color it in. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to make record sleeves out of cardstock. Ready to go? Yeah, I already All have right. ideas. Would you say that donuts are your favorite food? I would say donuts, they're not my favorite food, but they're my favorite snack because donuts, I feel like they're very universal when it comes to the occasion you can eat them. You can eat them for breakfast. Um, you can eat them as a snack. Uh, you can eat them as a dessert. That's There's, very true. They're very universal. And then also, I was thinking about this on my way here because I did a project where um, I had to create like a donut shop and create like a whole brand for it. Um, and in that, uh, that project, mm -hmm. the brand of my donut shop, it was Hip Hop Game Donuts. That's perfect. And I didn't even make the connection because one of the uh, great uh, RIP, Jay Dilla, he was one of the uh, greatest hip hop producers of all time, and one of his uh, acclaimed uh, like mixtapes mm -hmm. was called Donut Shop. Aww. So it just kind of worked out that way. But that's not why I love donuts. I don't love donuts because I love hip hop. I just like them because it tastes good. Am I allowed to cuss? Oh, please. Okay, cool. Because uh, I might I might actually slip up and say something. Do it. What's your favorite cuss word? Honestly, my favorite cuss word. <laughs> It's probably bitch. I don't call people <laughs> bitches. I like to call NM and object bitches. Yeah. I was going to say, I have never heard you call a person a bitch ever. No. That's, and I can't imagine that being part of your rhetoric. It's a funny thought though. It's like I stub my toe. I'm like, ah, bitch. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> that's funny. Well, what is your favorite kind of donut? Because I feel like there are so many. I really enjoy, this is going to sound really basic, but... A classic old-fashioned glazed donut. But when I say classic old-fashioned glazed donut, it's like the sour cream ones the that are kind of- fashioned Yes. I got gotcha. you. The cake ones where they're not perfectly round. They have a little personality. Yeah. I feel like that's a good gauge of a donut shop and how good their donuts are. Because if you, if you mess up a classic donut like that, who knows how good your other donuts are going to be, you know? Do you have a favorite donut? I would say same, honestly. And I'm not just saying that to say that. What introduced me to that actually was in high school. I was right down the street from a Starbucks. I don't know if they still do, but in 2016 or 2015, they had the glazed old fashioned donut and mm -hmm. I tried it one time and I was like, oh, so this is probably really good at places that actually make donuts. Not that it wasn't good there because it was good there too. Yeah. But that's always what I asked for. What is your favorite donut shop in St. Louis? Cause I know, didn't you do like a, what did you call it? 
There's like a donut extravaganza. Donut tour. A, donut the tour. donut tour of St. Louis. Tell me about it. Actually, I'm glad you asked because my friend and I, we ended up making a tier list of donuts and we rated the donuts on a criteria system. I, okay. I'm so excited to hear this. <laughs> I sound kind of crazy when I talk about this. Uh -huh. I because. love when people are passionate about things and sometimes that means donuts and I'm fine with that. So we rated the donuts on appearance, okay. the mouthfeel of the donut <laughs> and the taste. And we rated them on a scale of one to five, one being absolute hate and five being great. Okay. Basically the best donut. And we went to Old Town Donuts, Drive-In Donuts, Strange Donuts, World's Fair Donuts, Krispy Kreme as kind of like the base level because who doesn't like Krispy Kreme? Right, Kreme's? right. They don't miss. And then Tony's Donuts. We didn't hit all of them because there's a lot of traveling going around all of San Luis. But the ones that weren't on that list that I went to afterwards, Ducktown Donuts, mm -hmm. fire. Never heard of it. They have really good gourmet donuts. I've never had an actual old-fashioned donut from them. Shocking. Everything else that they have, like their specialty donuts, uh -huh. amazing. What's the weirdest donut you've ever had? A cop-out would be maple bacon donut, but yeah. that's so good. I feel like it's a staple now. Uh, it's the weird one that a lot of people have tried, I feel like. But I would say the weirdest one was like a peanut butter and jelly donut. And was it good? No, it was not good. I'm you would so think sorry. it would be good? Yeah, it seems like you'd be able to do like a, a jam filling or something. Yeah, but it depends on what kind of peanut butter you use. Yeah, I love peanut butter. Thinking about that incorporated into a donut, I don't really see that working out too well. So out of all those places that you went, which one overall won Supreme? Believe the best donut place out of all of those was Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh no, not the chain. <laughs> they had, I know, I was, okay, so going into it, um, didn't want the chain to win because it was a chain. I was comparing it to like, oh, you go to McDonald's and- That's that, a burger it, Yeah, it's fry. just a burger and fry, but like they do it well. They Krispy do. Kreme, they do it well. And that's why they ended <laughs> up being number one. As far as like local donut chains, I think the second closest one was my personal favorite, which is also in Fenton, Fenton, Missouri, Old Town Donuts. Shout out Old Town Donuts. What is your least favorite kind of donut? Honestly? I like all donuts. I know that's a cop-out, but I can tell you what I don't like getting from a donut shop if I'm going. Okay. A cinnamon roll. Why is that? Because every time I've gotten a cinnamon roll from a donut shop, it's either way too doughy or it's just super dry. I don't know if I've ever gotten one that I particularly like from a donut shop, but actually that's not fair because I used to really dislike cinnamon up until like two years ago. <laughs> For why? I just didn't like it. It just did not taste good to me. Since you said something about cinnamon, did yeah. you ever do the cinnamon challenge? Absolutely not. Are they going to say absolutely not? <laughs> yes. No. No, I did not because that would have been hellish for me. And the time that that was trending, I really, really disliked cinnamon. And I'm still not a huge fan, but I used to really dislike cinnamon adjacent things. So like any kind of fall seasoning or spices or smells like that, I really didn't like. Mm -hmm. But now I really do like them. So I guess I've grown, ugh, <laughs> or something. So cinnamon rolls, I feel like the only cinnamon rolls that I really like are homemade. Yeah, homemade cinnamon rolls are incredible. Even the, the canned cinnamon rolls. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of, because my family does that on Thanksgiving. We watch the parade and have like some sort of cinnamon rolls. But now I don't eat gluten, so um, so everything's a little bit different. What is your favorite savory food? Ooh, 
that's a good question. The first thing that came to mind when you said savory food, a calzone. That's a good answer. I used to eat a lot of calzones growing up, living in Chicago. There was this place that used to have really good ones called Beggar's Pizza on the south side. Their calzones were fire. Is that like a Chicago thing? No, I just really like the calzones from there. The Chicago thing that people say, deep dish pizza. Yeah. That's a big Chicago thing. But from what I've learned recently, that people from Chicago don't even actually like deep dish, which I think is sacrilegious because deep dish pizza, is, it's great. I think it's great as well. When did you move to St. Louis from Chicago or did you move after like college? How did that work out? I moved here in elementary school in the fifth grade. My dad's job relocated us out here. It was a big adjustment coming from the south suburbs of Chicago, coming to South County, St. Louis. What was the biggest change there for you? The biggest change? The demographic. I was surrounded by a lot of Latinos and Black people in Chicago. And then I come to St. Louis and the school that I was at, mm -hmm. the Black population was like less than 2%. Wow. Yeah. So that was a, the biggest change for me. And to make things worse, didn't know this going in. But thanks, mom. First day of school, wore a Cubs jersey. No! I got bullied. I was flamed. Well, you didn't know. You, you didn't, didn't know. know that there was a rivalry? No. Were you even a Cubs fan if you didn't know that there was a St. Louis? That's the funny thing about it, because I wasn't even a Cubs fan. I was a White Sox fan. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is really unfortunate and also very strange. It's kind of funny, though. It, it is funny. It's a good story, that's for sure. Did you become friends with any of the kids who flamed you? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think it kind of worked out because it was like, oh, this kid's bold. He wore a Cubs jersey. Who does he think he is? Right. And then they honored you from then on? Yeah, pretty much. And then I was the kid with the Cubs jersey. What were some of your hobbies that you brought with you from Chicago? What did you do as a kid? What My whole personality things? was being from Chicago. Yeah. No. That kid. I was really into my community theory in my church at the time. Mm -hmm. And I thought I wanted to be like a playwright because I would, in my free time, draft up like really funny plays. One of them I remember I called it the Sassafras Diaries. <laughs> And it was just like a drama between a bunch of family members. I don't remember what the cause of it was, but I used to do stuff like that. I love that. Um, and then I brought my hobby for music because at the time I was in piano lessons and then stopped doing piano lessons because I didn't have a teacher and ended up being in orchestra for a little bit. Hated it. What did you play in orchestra? Violin. I wanted to play cello, but cello's expensive. Cello is very expensive. They're so big yeah. <laughs> that like that alone has to be such a big price. But I've always loved cellos and like listening to people perform on the cello. Big fan. Love music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are we really gonna do yeah, we're doing purple on this donut. I don't care. Purple. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite instrument? Not necessarily to play. What's your favorite instrument to listen to? I would have to say probably the saxophone, mostly because it's an instrument that can sound like a voice. And if it's done right, it can be extremely soulful. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. I love that. I love brass and the way that it takes like a narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally get that. I'll share it with you later. Michael Brecker, he's a really great saxophonist, one of the jazz greats. He has this track on one of his albums where it's just exclusively him just riffing. And the entire time he's playing, it sounds like an actual person speaking or like singing. That's wild. I would love to hear that. Shout out Michael Brecker. Our last guest gave a shout out to the high school they attended. <laughs> did you guys go to the same high school? We did. I'm gonna shout out Emma being a Lindbergh alum. 
Yeah, this is really going to be a striped topping on a donut, which I'm sure they've never seen before. Nothing like this. High quality Ooh, I art. I like what you're doing there. Thank you. I just started drawing the icing on here mm -hmm. that I started doing. I was trying to do like, a, you know, like you get some records. Yeah, like yeah. That was my idea. I love it. So creative. But we'll see. We'll see. Thank we'll you for not being like, oh yeah, that's been I would never. The whole point of this is just to be able to do something fun and creative. Because as adults, if you're not super good at something and like a professional painter or that's your one hobby, I feel like nobody just messes around with stuff like this anymore, you know? That's true. And as kids, we're so encouraged to do that with layering sand and beaded bracelets <laughs> and stuff. This all really came from me at my last job. I would keep myself sane by just coloring pictures, as you know. I would just literally color whatever I was coming up with. It was often just weird shapes that overlapped each other and then I would color it in. But then it looked cool mm -hmm. at the end of the day. That was kind of my inspiration for this because I know that it relaxed me throughout the day. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I bought myself some markers and paper. And just started doing it. And just started doing it. It's funny that you say that because now that I don't have your inspiration anymore, I have this dry erase board and I just started doodling again. Oh, that's great. Does that help? It does. It keeps me sane a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially when like in my downtime. Mm -hmm. This is really turning out interesting. I like what you're doing with yours. Oh, mine kind of looks like an Oompa Loompa. Like his head would go right here. That's his hair. Yes, that's a fun fact about me. I hate Oompa Loompas. Why? I just hate Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Does I that just, mean you're not going to see the new one with a... Uh... There's not a shot. What? Not a chance. That's wild. I don't think it is because it's horrible. It's a bad movie. So <laughs> you don't weird. even know it's going to be bad. It I'm yet. talking about the original. Oh, the or original. Or the whole concept of it. I read the book as a kid and it's just very unsettling to me. There are a few things that I watched as a kid that now looking back, I realized that I didn't like. <laughs> But I still watched them, yeah. mainly being like the Wizard of Oz and this. So I think it was just all linked to being a kid with anxiety, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like worried about being trapped up a tube of chocolate. Honestly, I could completely understand why Charlie and the Chocolate Factory would give you anxiety or just be terrifying to a kid mm -hmm. because he, he low-key kind of traps them. It's not low-key. It's what he does. We're not supposed to think of it like that, but Is he yeah. killing them? Do they all die? Mm, well, he did kind of make that one girl really fat. Oh, she almost died in the blades. I forgot about that. I would be lying if I said I remembered. Oh, that's okay. They had to like save her. Otherwise she would have died. Didn't one of them like go to the squirrels or something? Like one of them gets eaten by squirrels. And they never show up again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. That movie is kind of- Dark? Yeah. Very? <laughs> no thanks. But uh, yeah, it looks like an Oompa Loompa for sure, for sure. What's your favorite movie? I don't have a favorite movie. I have like a list of the ones that I really enjoy that I recommend to people. But between my friend Sean and I, we have this thing. These are the top three movies that we think you should know about to get to know us better. Perfect, give me a list. The first one, Guilty Pleasure, Fantastic Mr. Fox, great stop animation movie. Other one, it's a horror movie, The Lighthouse. I have not seen either of those. That's okay. I, I recommend will, that you though. should check them out at some point in time and get back to me. I will. Definitely. Um, but that one, do you like scary movies? I am more of a fan of like psychological thrillers. Okay. I like things that are kind of mind games a little bit. 
I'll watch a scary movie. I'll watch a scary movie for mm -hmm. sure. But I just have to be in the right mindset for it. I was going to say, yeah, you have to be careful about that one, especially if you're going to watch it by yourself. I watched it by myself. Yeah, I will. It's a little bit of a mindfuck and it's kind of freaky, but it's worth it. It's perfect. The third, and the third one, one, John Wick. Okay. Those are all very different, it seems. Why are those movies that you think are important to get to know you? Because you got your happy, feel-good movie, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Then you have your really dark horror movie, mm -hmm. also kind of like a psychological thriller. Then you have like really fun, cool action. That's well-rounded. Yeah. For sure. No comedy. Well, I guess Fantastic Mr. Fox is a comedy, so that counts as that. Are you more of a series watcher or a movie watcher? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I don't have an answer to that, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like both. I would say I watch more movies than I do series of things. Mm -hmm. The most recent series that I got into, but I Barry on HBO. That is my next one. I highly recommend that. I'm so excited. I love Bill Hader. Then you're really gonna love him in that. He's funny, but then he gets really dark. I was listening to his interview on, have you ever listened to the Smart List podcast? Mm -mm, tell me about it. It's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Are they all cast members of Arrested Development? No, the two of them are, and then the other one has never seen it. Okay. Yeah, which is very funny. But they're like three really good friends. I'll probably they're friends and they've never seen each other's shows? Yeah, they're like best friends. They interview celebrities that they're friends with. Okay. And it's so different than other formats. Mm -hmm. And these people are actually friends with them for the most part. I mean, they also had like Joe Biden on. Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, who they're not... I wouldn't say friends with, but it's very fun. I bet you would like it. That is what I listen to on my morning walks now. What kind um, of podcast do you normally like? I really love Brittany Broski. You know the, her? The, the girl? The... Don't say kombucha girl, but that's, it is. That's I, yeah, kombucha girl. That's it is. It is her. She has a podcast and it's just her going on tangents <laughs> for like an hour at a time. It's really great. But I also love TMG Studios. Cody Co, Noel. Oh Miller. yeah. Yeah. They're funny. I thought they were so funny when I was younger and I've just stuck around and I still like them. Maybe I'm a child for that, but <laughs> that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Fine with me. That's like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of something that I still watch that was really big. Oh, Spongebob. Bridget doesn't like Spongebob. I've never seen Spongebob. You've never seen Spongebob, even worse. <laughs> oh no. You still casually watch Spongebob? Every once in a while, are you kidding me? Red flag. Red flag that you've never watched Spongebob. Okay, you can't say fair. that if you've never seen it. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm sure it's nostalgic for you. Can be. Also, the jokes still hit. Like, <laughs> there was one episode, there was a bunch of Spongebob imposters and they were looking for Spongebob and they're like, I found Spongebob. And they pull up this guy that looks nothing like Spongebob uh -huh. and he goes, I'm ready, I'm ready. And Sandy goes, no, you ain't. <laughs> That's so it's, funny. Can you please put like a clip of it or something if you care? I will. Man, it actually got renewed for 15th season. F only 15? It seems like it's been around for forever. It's been around since like 98, maybe 97. Right. Which is 25, 26 years ago. Man, they're still making new Spongebob episodes. <laughs> wow. Wowzers. That's great. That's kind of problematic to some people because the creator uh -oh. passed away. Oh. And they're like, why are you still making the vision if he's not around? How do you feel about that? I'm indifferent. I would care more if I still like watch new episodes of Spongebob. Like when I say I watch Spongebob, I just watch the old stuff that I Yeah. Watch, you know? Yeah. I know someone who recently told me that every night, every night, they fall asleep to an episode of South Park. And they have to listen to it to fall asleep. Oh no. 
How do you feel about that? Um, I'll make sure this gets back to him. I personally, I can't stand South Park. I think it is the lowest form of commuting adult like animation. Okay. It's so crass. And for what? Go off. I hate South Park. I never really thought it was funny. That's kind of how I feel about Family Guy. Mm -hmm. I don't really think Family Guy is that funny. That's fair. I don't have a huge say in that because I wasn't, I've never really been like an adult cartoon person, mm -hmm. but I lived with someone who liked cartoons a lot. And so then I started watching them because of her. And since then I've really gotten into F is for Family. Have you seen that? F is for Family is hilarious. Love that show. I love all the writing and I feel like they have a certain level of liberties that they can take that a lot of other shows can't since it is set in a time where people said terrible things. Yeah. And the point of them saying this in the show is to highlight how terrible it was, you know? Mm -hmm. Versus you get in South Park, they just say everything for shock value. It gets a little old. How's yours coming along? Um, mine is coming along. I think this is what my donut record's gonna look like. Awesome. Um, and now I'm gonna be designing the actual cover. So did you take art class in high school or anything? I did not. I was not a an art class kid because I didn't like the deadlines. I never finished any of my designs because low-key, I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I never really succeeded in art classes because of that. I did not take art class either. Really? Yeah. Well, I was a choir kid. I did choir and theater. That was always my thing. But I did actually... I don't even know what this means, but I won the art award in grade school. Um, it's a really old school. And so every year one girl and one boy win like the art award mm -hmm. and they get their art hung in the school like forever. <laughs> and you won that? Yeah. And it's, it's like architectural drawing of a nursery. <laughs> There's like pink zebra print in it, which is so tacky and so bad. I don't know how it came down to that. I know there was better that they had. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they like lost someone else's drawing. It's funny that it comes back to now where drawing and stuff is something I really like doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at it, but I like to do it. I think I just had to find that what I really liked was digital design. Digital design is cool. It's more putting things together than artistic, not talent, but like the really fine things mm -hmm. that maybe it's just I feel a little more relaxed because I know I can always hit undo, you know? Yeah, it's easier to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I like the freedom to make mistakes. But my sister is a very good artist artist. She can paint and draw and write and do all those things. We are going to be, when she is on, we are doing pumpkin painting for Ooh, Halloween. That'd be fun. Yes. I uh, don't like this because it looks like it's ketchup. It just looks like it's ketchup on a donut and it's hanging over the edge. Honestly, a ketchup flavored donut, that would go kind of hard. We can agree to disagree, I but I respect your opinion. <laughs> are you a fan of Harry Potter? I have never read a Harry Potter book and I've only seen one Harry Potter movie and it was the very last one, so no. It was cool, but... It, but it's so much better if you actually know the characters and stuff and everything that's going on. Harry Potter is my Spongebob. Or Harry Potter... Spongebob is my Harry Potter. Harry Potter is your Spongebob? It's so different. How can you compare that? Well, because you grew up watching Harry Potter, I didn't. Right? I didn't read Harry Potter until it was like past my age thing because I think, honestly, I think it's because we had the books. I think my sister read one of them and got scared. So then I was like, well, I'm not reading it. And then finally, I think I had some friends that were into it. 
So then I, I decided to read it and then I read all of them and um, I watched all the movies and I know I saw, I think it was the second to last, I saw in theaters for my birthday as like an eighth grader, I think. So, oh, wow. but in the past month I have watched, okay, so I watched all of them. Okay, like I said, I have HBO Max now, I'm taking advantage of it. And I watched all of them in a row and it took me three days. Honestly, I don't, I don't blame you. It's so good. It, they just do such a good job like world creating. The characters are so good and the actors are so good. And I just love Harry Potter. Oh, you remember speaking of movies, I take back my John Wick pick. Okay. And I'm replacing it with... You could do both. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can keep it in there. Well, if I'm going to keep that in there, then I'm going to also add Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, both of those movies, and a Matrix series. Okay, have not seen those. Also a great movie. I'm so excited I have a list now. You're gonna have a, a lot of movie watching to do. Do that while I'm editing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some podcasts I gotta listen to. This one? Exclusively this one. Yeah. This one. <laughs> do you have any pets? I don't have any pets currently, but growing up, I had a dog. His name was Duke. He was a big old pupper. What kind of dog was he? He was a Fila Brasilio Mastiff. Big. Big dog. Big boy. At the time, he was way bigger than I was. I ended up actually getting the cops called on me when I was walking him because apparently he looked like he was controlling me. Oh no, was he? Not really. I think they were just being dramatic. They were like, oh, it's a big old dog and a small kid. They didn't trust me, but he was trained. He was trained and he didn't bark, he was a sweetheart. And then I also had some frogs growing up. I had some fire belly toads and a tree frog. That's pretty cool. And fish, of course. Recently, I used to have a, a bearded dragon, but when I moved back to St. Louis, I had to rehome him because I didn't have the space. Uh, but he's in a good home. Good. One of my uh, good friends, she's a teacher in uh, Southwest Missouri <laughs> and donated her to her, her classroom and the kiddos love her. Oh, that's great. It's funny because um, when I got her, I sexed it wrong. I thought it was a male bearded dragon. Mm -hmm. And at the time their name was Dr. Thurnus Samuel Vibe. Cause I really wanted to name an animal Thurnus. Why? Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> For what, re why were you compelled to do that? Tyler the Creator had a character named Thurnus Haley. He was a golfer. Oh, like the whole golf album? Yeah, oh. well, yeah, from that. I'm familiar with that, but I did not realize that was the name. I just really character. liked the name. Uh, I was like, that's funny, Thurnus. It feels fitting for like a reptile. But imagine having a dog named Thurnus. Like a, that's pretty funny. Like an old beagle, or not a beagle. What's the what's the old dogs? Basset hounds, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, or a bloodhound. Oh yeah, a bloodhound named Thurnus. So would you say you are a dog person then? Yes, I definitely am a dog person. Do you dislike cats? Uh, I wouldn't say I dislike cats, but I like dogs more than I like cats. I've learned to like cats though. They're I, different. I definitely, I've always been a dog person my whole life. And then I kind of went through a phase where I was like, I guess I do really want a cat. But I think also part of that was I wanted a dog, but I knew I, I couldn't handle one. Mm -hmm. The first night that I had my cat, cause I got her in, in high school, I was like, I don't know how to take care of a cat at all. And she was running up and down me all night. She <laughs> like would bite my scalp oh my while goodness. I was trying to sleep. And I realized I have no idea how to even pick up a cat. What am I doing? I'm so glad that I got her though, because I now love cats. I didn't realize how much I didn't know about cats. I was just way off. And um, now I have two and I love them so much. What's your favorite thing about having a cat? They can just be so sweet. I do love that they're really themselves. Cats are assholes. And if you have a cat that's not an asshole, 
they're hiding it from you. Yeah. Because they are. They're just all terrible at some point every single day. But they're so tiny that it's almost always harmless. And it's so worth it whenever you have like the opportunity to cuddle with them or something. They can just be so sweet, just little sweet baby angels. And they're just really entertaining. Dogs and cats are so different from each other. And I have trouble saying that I'm a dog person anymore because like I love dogs, but I love cats and I don't even see them comparable to each other. Honestly, that's why I started to like cats is mm -hmm. because cats, they don't care. They don't care. They'll do whatever they want and you just gotta live with it. I've been told that I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that surprises me. I feel like you give me more dog energy. Thank you, I think, right? Yes, yeah. in a good way, because yeah. you're upbeat, and I feel like you're very loyal when it comes to your friendships and your relationships that you have. Thank you. Loyal as in like, not like obedient loyal. Right, no, but, but like, like, ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs> yeah, but I also just like really like blankets and my space, kind of like cats. Okay, yeah. I don't know. To be determined because I haven't decided yet if I'm okay with being a cat. I think I would be a cat. Yeah? I definitely think I'd be a cat. I got a COVID cat. COVID cat? Yeah. When I left for college, I left Arizona, my one cat. I mm. left her here with my parents. And then 2020 rolled around and I was feeling reckless and lonely. And so what do you do when you're feeling that way? You text your parents, I'm going to get a cat within the next few months, I've decided. Luckily they were down for it. But then I added myself to Rehoming Pets Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize the next day I was gonna be like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> And then I messaged them, he was available. I went and picked him up and the rest is history. That's Wilson. That's so sweet. Yeah, and he's named after the street that we lived on whenever I got him. So Not our famed president, Woodrow Wilson? No, but I, I bet that's what the street's named after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wilson Avenue, that's his full name. His middle name is Avenue. When he is in trouble, I call him that. But he recently got shaved all the way. Oh. Well, not all the way. Actually, that's the problem is they did not shave from his elbows down, his tail or his head. They shaved everything else. Would you want to get like a dog in the future? Oh, definitely. I definitely would want a dog. I see myself as a, a dog owner. I also see myself as a cat owner, but I think a, a dog would be first for me. The only thing is with like getting any kind of pet, you kind of like lose a little bit of your freedom. I don't know if I'm ready for yeah, that. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Well, I love your sense of fashion. Tell me a little bit about how you've developed that. Well, it started with, I really like old school designs on clothing, things that you don't really see anymore. And it just kind of went down like a rabbit hole from there. So are you like big into thrifting then? I really enjoy thrifting because it's an experience. You go online shopping, you can find everything readily available. But if you go thrifting, it's like, oh, look at this cool piece that I found. And it makes it a little bit more unique and custom to who you are as a person. I don't know. If, I feel like it's a good way. Like fashion already, you're already showing a little bit of your personality. But when you go thrifting, it's a little bit more because maybe you'll find something that someone else won't be able to find ever again. Also, it's more of an experience, you know, it's like a, a discovery mm -hmm. whenever you find something. There's a little bit more excitement behind finding it because it was harder to find. That's how I feel. What are some of the things that you have created on your whiteboard since I have been gone? Um, on my whiteboard? Yes. Uh, really simple doodles. Like I made this one little guy. He was kind of like a cross between Bart Simpson and Sheen. 
from Jimmy Neutron. Uh, I wish I took a picture of it. And I, I do too. <laughs> he's kind of cool. And then like really old doodles from, I guess the best way I can describe it, it's going to sound really cringe. And the style of the art from like Adventure Time. Uh-huh. Because I, I really like the Adventure Time art style. And then my go-to is always like doing a landscape. It was like, I could be here, but no. Where's your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Hmm. Oh, honestly, um, when I used to do Drum and Bugle Corps, uh, we... Sorry, what did you, what, what did you just say? Drum and bugle core. Oh, okay. Did not get that. <laughs> drum and bugle core? Yeah, drum and, drum and bugle core. <laughs> we traveled to Mississippi and we ended up going to this beach and I can't remember the name of the beach for the life of me, but it was really cool because we woke up super early, went to the beach and we had this, we have a core song. Every core in a drum and bugle core has a core song. And we woke up early and we played our core song on the beach while the sun was rising. Oof. It was so picturesque. It was so much fun. That's beautiful. That was one of my favorite places. The other favorite place, like not in like a, a group travel setting, mm -hmm. San Diego. I've never been. San Diego is really pretty out there. Now I'm thinking of all the places that I've been. Another place, Arizona. I really like I Arizona. love Arizona. My cat's name is Arizona. Shout out Arizona. I actually named her that before I ever went to Arizona. And then I went and I really liked it. And I was really glad that I liked it because that was my cat's name already. <laughs> <laughs> Would you move to Arizona? I was very seriously thinking about it for a while. I was like looking at jobs out there even, but then I thought a little bit more about it. And I mean, the heat is very extreme and there are snakes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just a lot that I feel like I could find elsewhere that I would rather, you know, I would be moving from here, obviously. And so a move is going to be kind of an expense and a change. And I might as well save up a little more and move somewhere I really want to be, mm -hmm. you know? But I like, I really, really, I was applying to jobs out there. I was really seriously considering it because it is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful, but I really don't think I could handle snakes at the end of the day. And the scorpions. Snakes and scorpions. Like, I just really don't think I can deal with that. And I think I would rather be close to the beach and mountains and stuff. Have you ever been to Zion, the national park? Mm-mm. So gorgeous. That's Utah though, I'm pretty sure. I don't but... think I've ever been to a national park now I'm thinking about it. Really? I've been to state parks, but never a national park. The Grand Teton? Yeah. That is on my bucket list for um, national parks. I love national parks and I'm very grateful that my family is into it because that's the only reason that I've realized how much I love them. Because we've gone on some family trips that I would not have sought out myself, mm -hmm. you know, um, that have ended up being some of my favorite places. Most recently, Maine. And I never, because I'm just, I would rather go south of where I am. I like beaches. I like things like that, but they really wanted to do it and I was not about to say no. So we went and we did so much hiking. Are you a hiking person? Yes and no. It's hard. It is hard. One of my very first hikes that I ever went on to, my friend, she basically almost murdered me. Oh, because she oh, no. neglected to tell me how intense it was gonna be and I was not prepared. Oh. And we hiked for probably like a good six hours. Where were you? Here. <laughs> We went to this uh, trail called the Zombie Trail. Oh, was that not a sign that it was going to be terrible? <laughs> well, I kind of had a hunch, but every time I was like, I would ask her, she'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. It's a beginner trail. It won't be that bad. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I was sore for days. Parts of my body that I didn't think could be sore were sore. I sweat so much where I don't know if this has ever happened to you before, but once it starts to dry, you turn like a little crispy white. Yep. Yep. Kind of wild. It is very wild. I had a 
somewhat similar experience in Colorado, but my main issue there was the altitude and I didn't bring my inhaler. Uh -oh. Yeah, so I actually just, we hadn't even gotten to where it started an incline. We were just walking to mm -hmm. it still. And I was like, I can't breathe. So I have to go home. Oh, so I God. went home and then I came back and picked them up. But I really love hiking. Since having a very active dog, I've been able to do a lot more like walking at parks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm getting my endurance up. So I'll be able to hopefully go on some more hikes, but he's still working on his etiquette. He's a lot. Yeah, but a lot in a good way. Mm -hmm. That's cool that you have a dog that does that for you. I think that would be like one of my biggest reasons for getting a dog mm -hmm. is to force me to be active and force me to go yeah. out and do things like that. He definitely has helped. I walk him every morning now. That is something that like doing freelance, I am so grateful for the fact that I'm able to get up and go for a walk with my dog. Mm -hmm. Cause I could not do that before. Do you like being able to do freelance work because you get to pay to be creative? Um, that's why I do it. I miss stability and I, I am, I think going to be looking for actual full-time work sometime soon. Mm -hmm. Just because there is no guarantee, really, of what kind of project is coming up next. And, you know, there aren't benefits. So it's hard. I know that freelance is not sustainable for me personally. Mm. I know some people are able to do it, but also just with my attention span. Get out of here. It's not happening. <laughs> Does it get difficult to, like, stay motivated to do that, too? Sometimes, yes, but I really like projects in general. So I think I just need the structure a little bit more of someone telling me what projects to do. Mm -hmm. I really like podcasting and audio work and stuff like that because it is so project-based where like this happens and then you edit it to clean it all up and then here's the beautiful, perfect picture that you made, you know? Do you have any siblings? <laughs> nope. I'm an only child. Do you like that? What do you mean? I just mean do you I didn't have enjoy a choice. being an only child. Uh, yeah, I, I would Not say so. Why did you choose to be an only child? <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I always wished that I had siblings, mm -hmm. but I never thought about how like fortunate I was to not have siblings. Yeah. A lot of people would be like, oh, wasn't that so lonely? It was like, well, I had an imagination. Mm -hmm. um, I filled my time playing with toys, playing video games, SpongeBob. Uh, watching Spongebob. Anytime that you would be spending fighting or like hanging out with them, I would be basically enriching myself. Wow, basically that's a, that's a, a, a bougie way of saying I had a lot of free time on my hand and I got to pretty much fill it with whatever I wanted to do. That's nice. Would you say that you're an introvert? Now these days I am. Um, I would consider myself more of like an extroverted introvert because I like getting to know new people. I like meeting new people. Like a lot of people, I like to talk about myself even though I don't like talking about myself, but it's fun sometimes. It used to be draining just being around people. I feel that. Where do you consider yourself on the, the introvert to extrovert scale? I would say I'm an introvert. I am outgoing, so a lot of people think that I am an extrovert, mm -hmm. but nothing fuels me more than alone time or I would much rather have a book <laughs> and read and like pet my cat than see a bunch of people. But yeah. I know that's not what it's all about. It's all about what recharges you, I guess. And my sister, I think, put it pretty well one time. Um, she said, maybe she said this. Maybe I just read this somewhere. I don't know. What would you rather do after you come home from like taking a big test in college, like at school or something? 
would you rather celebrate with your friends or are you going to take a nap? And I was like, I'm going to take a nap. Are you kidding me? She's like, okay, well then that's what recharges you. And I was like, not everyone is like that. <laughs> and then I thought about the friends that I have who were very clearly extroverts, like some of the people I lived with even. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would just literally be in my room by myself and I was like, they, they just hang out in the living room? <laughs> that's just not what I'm feeling. I need my space to the degree that I would say that I am an introvert. Yeah. I do I enjoy people very much. Definitely value um, alone time to recharge. Uh, in college, I had three other roommates and we lived in a house with four people. All together. Can you pass me the scissors? So we had people at our house constantly, all the time. I lived in a house with five other girls. Oh, but sometimes I miss that. I do too. I had a great group of people in that neighborhood. That's where I met a lot of my friends. That's where I got Wilson, my sweet little cat. Aww. We had a neighborhood cat. One was Simba. Simba had three legs. Super cute outdoor cat. And the other one we called Florence because uh, we lived on Florence Avenue. There you go. But that's a great way. Have a tail. Aww. Was he supposed to? I think so. He just didn't didn't have a tail. I don't know what happened to it. I'm, I'm assuming that it got eaten. No. I hope for the best. Maybe like clips when yeah. he had owners. Did you play any sports as a kid? I I did actually. Play. Do you want to tell me what? <laughs> <laughs> the very first sport that I tried to play was football. What does that mean? I was in like a peewee football association, group, team, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, went to one practice and my dad remembers this story as in everybody was running up a hill and you had to come around the hill and come mm -hmm. back down. But when he came to pick me up, he saw me run up the hill, cut across and then come back down. Talked to me afterwards, he's like, do you want to keep doing this? And I said, no. No, I do not. So I tried to play football. Football wasn't for me. And then I played baseball for a while. Really enjoyed that. Then when I moved to St. Louis, I hated it because the St. Louis weather is garbage. It was too humid, too hot in the summer to be standing out there for hours on end when nothing happens. That's also why I hate baseball as a sport now because it's so boring. Emma said that baseball is her favorite sport to watch. And the people who think that nothing happens and that it's boring just don't understand the game. <laughs> well, I used to play baseball, so. <laughs> I'm going to put the craft desk Words episode. Oh shoot, I didn't even think about where I was gonna put words. You don't have to, man. No, I was thinking of like a band name that I could put on here. Like a fake band name. I think I'm almost done. It's not beautiful, but it's something. I like that. Thank you. Moving from Chicago, did you have any strong opinions on moving at that age? It probably did change me, but I think of it more as how life for me would be different if I hadn't moved. And I think about if I would have stayed in Chicago, I wouldn't have had any of the same experiences that I've had now. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the opportunities being in the school district that I was in, um, in the community, were far greater than the opportunities that I had living in Chicago. Honestly, if I hadn't have been in at Lindbergh and in that program, I don't think I would have been as involved in music as I am now. Well, I'm glad you had that opportunity to figure out what you liked, you know? Has there been an event in your life that has shaped you as a person or changed your perspective at all? Honestly, just going to college. Being in Springfield, I'm not that far away from home, mm -hmm. but it, it definitely was a different experience and new environment for me because it was more rural. Mm -hmm. So I got exposed to a lot of people that weren't as exposed to people that look like me. So it was cool to be around their perspectives and 
kind of understand a little bit more of their life experiences. I feel like that kind of changed me in the way that I look on life and how I interact with others. Created maybe your adult perspective on life? Yeah, I would say that. What has surprised you most about being an adult? Ooh, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Perfect. Relationships and how to sustain and basically navigate them. Being an adult, like I'm not surrounded by people 24-7 and I don't have the time to hang out with people as much as I want to anymore. Totally agree. Um, and sometimes I feel a little bad because sometimes I might not hang out with some people as much as I did two weeks ago. Just figuring out ways to make sure that the people that I consider myself good friends with or just friends in general, they know that I still care about them. And just because I didn't talk to you for two days or three days doesn't mean that I don't like you anymore. It's just difficult. Especially with some of my friends that have moved outside of state or like three hours away from me. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. It's a very difficult feat to manage mm -hmm. being an adult, especially working full time. And whenever you're not working, you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself to survive. Right. And that makes it so, so difficult. It is so different from in high school and stuff. It's It seems so easy to take care of your friends and let your friends know that you love them and mm -hmm. you care about them. But it is so different whenever you have to be prioritizing yourself, which you do have to as, as an adult. Right. I completely know what you're talking about. And I feel lucky that I have a lot of friends who I can go back to as if we never stopped talking, but... Those friendships I really cherish, and they're hard to come by. What do you do to make sure that your friends feel heard? Listen. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I would say listening to them, because if you don't listen to your friends, you can't really establish like a deeper connection with them and understanding their wants, their needs, or things that they really enjoy. And that's what I try to do whenever I'm hanging out with people. Like, yeah, there are things that I really enjoy doing, but what do you enjoy to do and do those activities with them? Three years ago, if you would ask me to come do some crafts, uh -huh. I probably would have said no. Why would I want to do that? But you did. But I did. And I, I enjoy it. Good. What is something that nobody else knows about you? Why don't you share that with me? What, what, what people don't know about me? Yeah, what's something that people don't know about you? I feel like I'm a pretty open book in general. Maybe too much sometimes. I wish I was more like that. That's one of the things that I find admirable about you is how open you are. Thank you. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> I look back and regret things that I've said, even if it's not bad things. You know what I mean? Right. So I appreciate that that is appreciated. It's not always that way. <laughs> um, have you ever been on a podcast before? I have, actually. Oh my gosh, tell me about it. It was a podcast that created in college with the Missouri State ad team and our members. So you did it? Mm -hmm. I was a host. Oh my gosh, tell me more about that. I didn't know that. So it was part of our campaign against uh, de-radicalization of white supremacy. Jeez. And we invited different industry experts as far as like sociology professors, people that were de-radicalization experts. Mm -hmm. And we would just talk about different strategies on how to keep people from becoming radicalized. Yeah. Or even just how can we have a conversation around the tough topics yeah. that are surrounded around that. That's um, so interesting. So it was cool. It was a really cool uh, space to be. It was uh, unfiltered. We had um, Missouri State's Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion, Inclusion on there. It was fun. My first ever podcast experience. It's still out there, too, if you ever want to listen to it. I might. I'll link it to you. Please do. Along with those movies that I have to watch. Yes. And I will send you some of the best 
podcast episodes from Smartless and maybe some Brittany Broski if you need a laugh or to say, oh my God, <laughs> I love her. Okay, well, I think that is gonna wrap it up for today because we've been talking for a very long time. Mine is done. Yours is almost there. It's looking great. Mine's and, done. All right. Job's done. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you taking time out of your day, your precious time to spend with me and to color. And it looks great. Yeah, it really uh, does. I it's very fun. fun. Good. I'm so glad. I'm glad to hear that. So do you have any last words for the people? Go out to your local venues, listen to some live music, whether it's a local band um, or just going out to go see your favorite artists. Support them because they thrive on your support. Amen to that. And um, thank you so much. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace. Peace.